It's good to be with you. You are slowly becoming good Anglicans as well. Now, it's really lovely to be with you. I don't know how you found the words of that last song we sang. I just found them so moving. Um, I was just saying to Kylie, it was just really well chosen. Uh, thank you so much for that. I'm going to read to you some words that you are familiar with, and that is always a dangerous thing uh, to sometimes allow Scripture to become too familiar. So I hope there's going to be some freshness today uh, as we look at these words uh, on the screen. Psalm 23, uh, and I'm going to read them to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We thank God for those words. Amen. Amen. I wonder, I wonder how you would respond uh, right now if I were to say to you that there come moments for each one of us when we feel deeply, deeply insecure. I wonder how you respond to that that there come moments for each one of us, for each one of us, when we feel deeply, deeply insecure. Our insecurity may have something to do perhaps with our marriage uh, or our close relationships, our friendships. Our insecurity may have something to do with our work, um, with our jobs, with the businesses that we run. I was just listening before the service to someone share with me that they're laying off one-third of their staff.
Our insecurity may have something to do with our own finances and our worries about the future, whether we're going to be able to make it. Our insecurities may have something to do with those situations, those difficult situations, those challenging situations that we cannot fix, that we cannot heal, that we cannot escape. I wonder, I wonder what the source is. Maybe you can think about this. I wonder what the source is right now, right now, of your own deepest insecurity. And I know that sometimes we wear masks, we've got it all together, how are you doing? I'm fine, broer. <laughs> but deep down, deep down, I wonder what the source is of your own deepest insecurity. And it's against that backdrop that I want to extend an invitation to you. To each one of you. And it's the invitation to become a Psalm 23 person. An invitation to become, to become a Psalm 23 person. An invitation today to know the security that only the shepherd can give. An invitation to live, to live amid all the uncertainties and insecurities of our life with a deep sense of inner, of inner security and contentment and joy. <laughs> Just look at that first verse again. Just look at it again. Look at it carefully. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I read those words and I think to myself, David, what are you smoking? <laughs> now, what are you smoking? What world do you live in? What world do you live in? Do you live in this world or not? The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, nothing. You see, somehow these words seem, they're pretty words, <laughs> but they're unreal. So what do we do with them? We put them on the fridge. <laughs> they're pretty words. We read them at a funeral. Nothing wrong with that. But the psalm is not a psalm for death. It's a psalm for life. For life. 
When, da- when David wrote these words, his family shunned him, his enemies were after him, he was hiding in caves, and he writes these words. He, these words. So what I want to do, and again, so very simply, very simply, I've lived with these words most of this week. I've wrestled with them in a way that I've never wrestled with them before in my life. In my life. And I I want to share with you, if I may, I just want to share a few simple thoughts. A few simple thoughts. And I'm always praying that as I share these thoughts that the Spirit of God will come and do what human words cannot do. That the Spirit of God will come to you and draw you into the security of the shepherd. That the Spirit, the Spirit of God may draw you and me to become a Psalm 23 person today. So just three simple thoughts. I want to say, first of all, friends, that we become, I want to speak very carefully, we become a Psalm 23 person when we are able to picture God as a shepherd. We are able to become a Psalm 23 person when we, when we can catch a glimpse of the shepherd heart of God. Look again, just look again at these words. They'll come up. The, the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, that's in Hebrew, Yahweh, Yahweh is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Do you see how the psalmist sees God? Got a picture of God as a shepherd, as a shepherd. Our picture of God is so important. (laughs) It's so important. I've been saying that for years and years and years. The person who mentored me for many years, Dallas Willard, would say these words, that the most, the most important thing about our life, the most, Im- the most important thing about our life is our picture of God because it affects the rest of our life. It affects, it affects everything. It affects everything. It affects how we see God, how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we see the world, how we see death, how we see tragedy, how we see beauty. It affects everything, our picture of God. And some of us, some of us, no matter what we say, deep down, have a very negative picture of God. A very negative picture of God. A God who's out to get us. A God who doesn't care about us. A God who doesn't know our name. And, and very often, this negative picture has been formed by some of the deep pain that we've been through in this life. And 
And some of us in this congregation have been through immeasurable pain. Where were you, God, when I was abused as a young child? Where were you? Where were you when I was neglected by my parents? Where were you when my spouse walked out on me? Where were you when I lost my parent as a young teenager? Where were you? Where were you in that moment of betrayal? Where were you when my business went down the tube? Where were you when I lost my child? Where were you when I couldn't fall pregnant? Where were you? And so our pain forms our picture of God. God doesn't care. And that's our picture. And whatever we say, but that's our deep down picture. God doesn't care. And some of you are there right now. But the good news, the, the wonderful good news of our faith is that God has come to us in Jesus Christ and given to us a picture of what God is like. That's the bottom line of our faith, that, that, that we can get a picture of God as we look at Jesus Christ. That's bottom line. And when I look at God through the lens of Jesus Christ, I begin to see that God knows my name. That God knows you, knows you. You're known to God. Your pain is known to God. That you are called by name, by name. That you are loved with a love that will never, ever let you go. A relentless love that will never give up on you. That's the God Jesus introduces us to, the God with the shepherd heart. We have a choice. It's a fundamental choice. We either look at God through the eyes of our pain or we look at God through the lens of Jesus. It's a fundamental choice. And we, we, become, a, we become a Psalm 23 person when we, begin, when we begin to have a picture of God as shepherd, with a shepherd heart. What's your picture of God like? What's it like? Can I say, this is my second thought, that we become a Psalm 23 person when we stop trying to find our security in bad shepherds. <laughs> Look at these words by Jesus from John chapter 10. Just look at these words. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I find that interesting. He, Jesus adds the word good. Jesus knows they're good shepherds and they're bad shepherds. 
Jesus knows that. Jesus knows that there are true shepherds and false shepherds. Jesus knows that. That when your shepherd is a good shepherd, who looks after the sheep, who knows the name, who, who lays their life down, those sheep feel safe in the presence of that shepherd. Good shepherd. Sheep in the presence of a bad shepherd who disappears when danger comes and runs for it. Those sheep feel insecure. So it gets me thinking about some of the bad shepherds where I, where we, try to find our security. And so we make our job our bad shepherd. <laughs> we make that the source of our security, our job. Or we make our bank balance our shepherd. Bad shepherd, though. <laughs> or our ideology, or our doctrine, or whatever. And we begin to look for security in that which cannot give security. When I go through a valley which is dark as death, my bank balance counts for very little. When I lose someone that I love deeply, my job somehow feels empty. So somehow we need to be careful that we don't, for the sake of our security, find a bad shepherd, a shepherd who lets us down. Where do you find your security? Really, where do you find your deepest, deepest security? <sighs> Can I say one last thing? We become a Psalm 23 person when we make Christ our good shepherd. When we make Christ our good shepherd. Can I share something with you I've never seen before until this week? I'm going to read the Psalm to you and I'm going to ask you to notice something that maybe you haven't seen ever. I've never seen it. I'm 72 years of age. <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> Saw it for the first time this week. It's going to come up on the screen. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Now look at the pronouns. He, he, he. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you. No longer he. The he has become you. <laughs> this general language about the shepherd, he now becomes personal and intimate and real. God, you, you. 
incredible change from him to you. And when that can happen for us, when God is no longer generally, you know, him, but becomes you, you God, you, and our relationship becomes personal and intimate and real, when Christ becomes our good shepherd. I want to speak carefully. When we make Christ our good shepherd, it doesn't mean that bad things are not going to happen. It doesn't mean that. The one thing I love about the psalm, it's so realistic. <laughs> It talks about we have enemies. It talks about being threatened by evil. It talks about going through dark valleys. This psalm is based in real life. And those things will happen to us. We'll be threatened by evil. We'll have our enemies. We'll go through dark valleys. But you, shepherd, you, good shepherd, you, Christ, you, Christ, you, Christ, are my good shepherd, and you'll be with me. You'll be with me in that dark valley. You won't let me go. You will show me where the still water is. You'll show me where the nourishment of the pastures are. You will show me the way I need to go. You will show me because you're my good shepherd. You're my good shepherd. Now, some of you might be saying to me right now, Trevor, how do I make Christ my good shepherd? And I want to be very clear. We make Christ our good shepherd when we, when we acknowledge our bad shepherds and turn away from them. There's nothing wrong with finance. There's nothing wrong with our job. Nothing wrong at all. But when they become our security, we're in trouble. So we turn away from the, our bad shepherds. We make Christ our good shepherd when every day we surrender our lives to Christ. Every day. Christ, I want you to call the shots today. I want you to call the shots you're in charge. You're in charge of my life. I want you to call the shots. I'm submitting myself to you every day. I make Christ my good shepherd when I open my life up to his forgiveness for my sin, for the times I've betrayed him and, and, and wandered far away and I receive his forgiveness. I receive it. And I let that forgiveness flow into me and through me to those who've hurt me. I start to forgive others. I'm making Christ my shepherd. I make Christ my shepherd when I start to communicate with him every day. I talk to him every day. And I start to listen to him. I'm making him my shepherd. I make him my shepherd when I let him lead me in paths of righteousness. 
That's so important. I can't go down paths of unrighteousness and expect him to be my shepherd. So every day, Lord, what is the next good thing I need to do? The next beautiful thing, the next true thing. I want to walk in your paths of righteousness. Will you lead me? And as we make Christ our good shepherd, he steps out of the Bible (laughs) and he becomes a living reality in our life today. And we begin to discover within ourselves a security that nothing can take away from us. Nothing. Nothing. The Lord is my shepherd and I, I lack for nothing. I'm not there yet. I want to be on the journey there. And I want to invite you on that journey today. That's my invitation. It's an invitation today to become a Psalm 23 person. It's not a Psalm for death, it's a Psalm for life. For life. Can I invite you to catch a glimpse of the shepherd heart of God through the lens of Jesus Christ? Let Jesus give you your picture of God. Can I invite you to turn away from the bad shepherds? (laughs) Bad shepherds let you down in the end. They really do. Can I invite you to make Christ your good shepherd today, today, and every day, and every day, and every day. Amen.